Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Alright, here we go. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Dropping Dimes. Oh wait, no, hold on. What's up everyone? Happy New Year and welcome back to Dropping Dimes. This is the weekly dime, the show where we round up the most recent happenings in the world of basketball. I'm your host, Rodrigo, but you can call me Rod, coming to you from Mexico City. And I'm here with a man who is down from 5,000 emails to down four, just four from the holidays. And Ooh. yes, I said 5,000. The one, the only... Blake, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Rod. Happy to be here. Uh, I appreciate the shout out on the emails there because that definitely was a stressful moment for me when I came back into the office, like I'm sure many people as they come back from the holidays here. So I had a great holiday, though. Wonderful Christmas. Uh, really exciting New Year as well, too. So very rejuvenating. And I hope the same for you, Rod, especially being back home in Mexico. I, I'm still in that vacation mode. I can't lie. I've been eating everything that I have in you know in the two years that i haven't been home um Ooh. it's all about eating enjoying the weather we were just talking about this you know uh off the camera that it, at my parents place it's it's colder because you know most of the houses here are made for for a, more a, a warmer weather so they're made out of concrete they're very fresh but in the winter time it's horrible to be inside uh so i have to go out to warm up uh yesterday i took my morning coffee outside of my parents backyard because i was freezing inside which is just so weird, you know, living in, a, in Canada for most of the time. Uh, and now shifting. You know, yeah, it's, it's the weird thing to be outside with your coffee and be like, hmm, I went outside to warm up. That's, uh, that's not a usual thing anymore. Ooh. But no, it's, it's been great. And I have to ask you, because you brought it up as well, too, obviously enjoying some of the things you might not have been to experience for a couple of years being back for the first time. So yeah. uh, I have to ask you. In terms of food, what's what is one of the first things outside of home cooking that you're like, I have to go here. This is something I haven't had in forever, whether it be a restaurant or a dish. What's like the one thing you, you know what? For? I thought it would be my favorite taco place. Uh, I have this, you know, there's thousands, millions of taco stands in Mexico City. Uh, and there's one that I always go to with my friends. I sometimes uh, get them to go. I thought that was going to be my first stop, but on the drive from the airport, to my parents' house, and this is like 5 a.m., I saw this torta, which is like a Mexican sandwich, basically, okay. uh, stand that is close to my parents' place. And I've been there also hundreds of times, and I was like, <gasps> so it was 5 a.m., uh. and then, you know, I slept for like, I don't know, three, four hours, and I was like, I have, like, I don't know what time they're open. I, I forgot, but I have to get that. So that was the first place that I went, and uh, I got myself a torta. 
Oh, that, that sounds amazing. I, I, I love, uh, I've never had that before. I, I'm a big fan. I love, especially tacos. Like I always try to get some of the best tacos I can at different places I go to, whether it be different cities. So uh, that sounds amazing though. Next time that, you know, you come to Mexico city, we, we need to play some basketball and get some amazing tacos for sure. No, oh, looking forward to it as well. And hopefully, you know, uh, we'll have the chance to, you know, play some pickup games. Definitely want to be involved in that. Already did that. And uh, well, I'll get into it because we have quite a bit to talk about. And Wonderful. there's a we're going to talk about, you know, our parents place in, in the basketball context. So I'll get to my other story there. But we're going to talk about, you know, very quickly about the Martin Rosen. We're going to talk about the Houston Rockets. We're going to talk about the Miami Heat and some sad news. Uh, we're going to have and this is people requested this. There was a comment on Facebook that <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, and I'm not complaining, first of all, to the person that wrote that. I, if anything, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, but this person said, like, no offense, but I only started listening because of Blake. And I forgot to respond oh. to the comment. Uh, I, you know, I, I saw it once I was here. No, no disrespect. And I was like, great. You know, I, I don't mind. So thank you to the person that is trying to tune in because of you, Blake. Thank you. And this is People were requesting this. This is not the first person that requested this because he was also under comment. Uh, a couple of folks have asked about the power rankings. Your power Ooh. rankings, Blake. So we're going to have Blake's January power rankings for 2022. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, you know, some fun stuff regarding being back home during the holidays mm -hmm. and our obsession for basketball. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's get I'm excited. Right into it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, where should we start with DeMar DeRozan and his oh. absolutely bonkers season that he's having been crazy. Absolutely. That's a great way to kick it off as well. So I don't know if you've been living under a rock to our folks listening, but if you haven't, the Chicago Bulls are back in the words of Trey Kirby from, from no dunks, the Bulls are back and they're not only are they back, they're fun to watch. They're a young, fast team. Actually, they're not that young. It's a good mix of young and veteran players. But I would say that, you know, before this season, before the beginning of this season, everyone was looking at Zach Levine. He had, he's had a fantastic couple of years with the Bulls. And now with the addition of Lonzo Ball, everyone thought that, you know, that combination of that Levine-Ball combination is going to be absolutely bonkers. Obviously, Alex Caruso, the GOAT. Uh, and I think it was Bleacher Report that said that uh, – as part of their predictions for this season, that the DeMar DeRozan signing was one of the worst ones. I saw that. Yeah. Let's face it. Uh, DeRozan didn't have, didn't have a bad, a bad couple of years, but you know, his numbers sort of came down with the Spurs. Uh, he had to sort of go through seeing his old team winning with the Raptors uh, and then getting, getting, getting traded with the Bulls. And I mean, look at DeMar DeRozan. Is he an all-star? I would say so. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely say he's an all-star. You know, in my personal opinion, I think DeMar DeRozan is probably having one of his best seasons that he's had of his career to date, if arguably maybe the best. You know, if I were to go out actually on a limb yeah. throughout that as well, too, I think you said it best. One of the kind of especially big storylines on, on New Year's Day especially was his his game-winning oh. shot uh, that he happened to hit right there. Uh, Absolutely against crazy. Oh, insane. Insane. You know, uh, and on back to back nights as well, too. Uh, I believe if, uh, if my information serves me correctly, he is actually the 
first person in NBA history to actually hit back-to-back game winners on consecutive days. Correct. Um, Correct. Which is, yes. which is, which is amazing kind of throughout that as well too. And it was interesting. You brought up the bleacher report kind of uh, article where they kind of, you know, were recapping some of the signings in the off season uh, or you know, leading into the season to begin. And, and yeah, I did see that about obviously them kind of having DeMar DeRozan as one of the maybe worst kind of uh, acquisitions during the, yeah. during that kind of time. And I think a lot of people were kind of discrediting that because obviously he is a bit up there in age. When I say that lightly in a sense, he's 32 years old. That's not old by any standards, <laughs> but from an NBA player's career, maybe some consider that to kind of be towards the tail end of it. Um, and the Bulls did give up, a, you know, they gave up a couple of players. They gave up three draft picks, one of them being a first round draft pick. So some people thought this is a lot for a player that's, again, maybe on the back end of his career potentially throughout that too. But I think he's shown, you know, to maybe flip that script. Maybe he was one of the best off-season acquisitions overall throughout that. Because like you said, look at the Bulls right now. They're playing incredible basketball. They're first place in the East. They're fun to watch every single night. Uh, definitely a great thing. And yeah, really happy to see him kind of perform the way he is. And not only, I mean, everything that you mentioned and DeMar DeRozan so far is averaging the highest amount of points in his career. He's averaging 26.9 points uh, and that's the first in his career. The, I think the year that his last, no, his, what is it? The year before he got traded, he was averaging 27 points. So a little bit lower, I apologize there. Uh, but almost the same amount of points that he did when he was, what, according to basketball reference, 27. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. I, I don't know what, what's the water situation in Chicago, but whatever it has, it certainly has rejuvenated DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And dare I go on a limb here? You know, I'm going I'm to mention this. I'm going to say it for this season right now alone, but is DeMar DeRozan Mr. Clutch? Is he the clutchest player he, in the NBA this season? I think this season he's Mr. Fourth Quarter for sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And especially fourth quarter. And, and I have, a, I was reading this today as I was going through, this is actually according to ESPN stats, but uh, check this out, Rod. One thing that really like stands out to me that actually kind of blew me away a little bit outside of those back-to-back game winners, but Right now in the fourth quarter this season, DeMar DeRozan actually is averaging eight points on 53% shooting, 54% from the three-point line. If that goes through for the rest of this season, he would actually be the first player in NBA history, history, not just, you know, in the past <laughs> 10 years, 20 years, history to kind of have that kind of production in the fourth quarter. So he's really stepped up his game for them through that. It's, I mean, I, we're going to go through all-star votings in a couple of weeks once we get a little bit closer but mm-hmm. as of today as of january the 5th the Rosen, to me he's an all-star no question oh, about it and also to me he should be in the running for mvp but hands down i mean the way that the bulls have performed overall i mean i think they had a little bit of high expectations coming in just because of quote unquote the big three that they have between himself uh ball and uh, uh zach levine as well too uh throughout that and, and others just the supporting cast but i don't yeah. think anybody expect them to be first place in the east right now and him to be playing the way that he is playing because if you look at his history i mean he's had great players on his teams in the past but it hasn't really been as many high volume scorers per se that he may have now again zach levine's a guy that can put up 20 25 a night uh, obviously different performance there too. And he still has that high production right now, even with that great supporting cast. It's going to be very interesting to see if the Bulls can keep up this pace into mm-hmm. the second half of the season. 
I think they will. I, I don't know. I haven't checked what's their, their schedule strength in relation to other teams. But, I mean, they've already proven themselves to be a contender. I, unfortunately, think the Bulls are not going to go to the finals. I don't think this yeah, is their year. Okay. All right. For whatever reason. Call me crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't think – I think they'll be a – they'll get surprised in the playoffs. By, by whom? I don't know. But mm-hmm. I don't think they'll make it to the finals yet. If they manage to bring everyone back next season, then maybe, maybe. I can see that. You know, I, I definitely kind of, uh, I think I agree with you as well, too. I don't think they'll make the Eastern Conference finals. Now, do they have the talent and the capability? Absolutely. But I think maybe what's lacking a bit for them, too, is just uh, experience and a sense of cohesiveness. Now, obviously, DeMar DeRozan has been to the playoffs several times. Uh, obviously, you know, um, looking at some of their other roster, you know, they definitely kind of have had that as well, too. I uh, see Caruso has been there with the Lakers. You know, they have that. But I think that. That's, you know, it's hard you know, when you're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks, when you're looking at the Brooklyn Nets, even the Miami Heats, you know, I think it's kind of hard to maybe get through some of that other steps when it comes to the playoffs, but wouldn't be surprised, but I do agree on that. I don't think I have anything else to add to Damar's absolutely crazy season so far. I hope he can keep it up. I would, I think I you know, just so. for the sake of something different, I would love to see him getting the MVP. You know, obviously it's usually the, the, no, the usual suspects and be Jokic, maybe even LeBron again, you yeah. know, getting a few votes. I don't think he'll get it by any means, but it would be really cool to see the Bulls probably, you know, ending up first in the East and DeMar getting that, that award. I think it's sort of the, all the appreciation that he's getting. He didn't get it, you know, with the Raptors. He certainly didn't get it with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of overdue. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see it. Definitely a, a great player to root for. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the opposite side of the spectrum from, you know, something pleasant and, and, and exciting. And, you know, what a better way to start the 2022. But give me that drama, Blake. The Houston Rockets, they ended the year with, with a little bit of drama, of course. Uh, there was a bit of a scuffle between, not a scuffle, I'm sorry, but a, a, a heated disagreement between Kevin Porter Jr., uh, their, their coaching staff and uh, Christian Wood, where they got into a heated argument. Then apparently Kevin Porter Jr. threw something at uh, one of the assistant coaches, whose name I, I keep forgetting right now. I think it's John Lucas, if I remember John Lucas, yep. thank you, yes, who, according to reports, is, is highly respected across the league. Uh, and then Christian Wood refused to be subbed in for the second half. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Long story short, the the two players, Wood and Porter Jr., have been suspended for one game. Kevin Porter Jr. has come out and, you know, he was apologetic. He apologized to his teammates, to the coach. Right now, it seems that things are getting patched, but what a way to end 2021. And uh, sadly for Kevin Porter Jr., it's not the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not going to make fun of it because, you know, it's been known in the past that he might have to do or he might be dealing with some mental health challenges mm. and it's just sad to see that you know sometimes these players they're under constant stress but you know i, I wish nba teams would and, and i hope that that was the case with the rockets they provide more mental health support to uh to players like kevin porter jr 
Yeah, I, I agree. And, and like you said, it, it definitely was uh, went out 2021 with the bang, uh, you know, with the Houston Rockets through there with some of that. And uh, definitely want to start off just by mentioning, uh, again, as you said, Rod, uh, well said, just, you know, if there is any uh, mental health, just support, uh, definitely, you know, fully in support of that and, and hope that that's provided for Kevin Porter, uh, obviously, specifically through that too, or just any player uh, for that matter. So definitely want to see that as well, too. But yeah, it was an interesting dynamic, uh, you know, as you said, against the, I believe it was the Denver Nuggets that they were playing and Kevin Porter had that what was kind of reported a little bit of a heated argument or, or tense argument that happened uh, at, at halftime there with, with John Lucas as well, too. And from what was reported, Kevin Porter just left the arena. So he actually didn't come back in. So I, I don't specifically know if he was told to leave the arena or if it was just, hey, you know, let it be from there too. Either we're yeah. not going to play you in the second half or just, you know, again, arguments happen all the time, you know, especially in rock rooms, it, you know, especially if you're not winning or whatever it may be. So, uh, but he left and obviously that was one big thing. So uh, like you said, he did have an issue in the past, obviously with the Cavaliers, you know, things that kind of popped up through that, but as you said, it, it does seem to be patched um, a little bit as well too. The head coach, coach Silas did come out and say they, had a conversation, they, you know, kind of patched some things out as well, too. He mentioned that he's in full support of Kevin Porter Jr. just to try to, uh, you know, uh, help him and, and work through different things as well, too. So, and I think one thing that really sticks out for me, though, is Christian Wood's case. You know, he is one from what was reported, the reason that he was, and Christian Wood, by the way, as, as many of our listeners might know as well, too, is the leading scorer uh, of the Houston Rockets. He is their, their leading scorer on the team, which actually surprises me at some instances, but great player. But he's also one that's a little bit more of a, uh, did I say veteran presence in the sense he's been there a little bit as well, too. They do have a little bit of a younger roster. So, uh, and from what was reported, he actually missed kind of the COVID testing protocol. Like he missed kind of showing up. Oh, yeah, you're up correct. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and because of that, he was benched. He wasn't starting the game. He ended up only playing eight minutes in the first half, didn't play at all in the second half. And what was reported was, uh, the head coach was going to bring him into the game, but he refused to go in. And apparently even a younger player on the roster from what I read was kind of like, you know, you know, essentially, Hey, you're one of the leaders of our team right here. You know, you should probably set a better example and, you know, for other players to go through that. And, and as you said, both have been suspended for the next game against the Sixers. It, it's sad to see, you know, things escalating. Obviously the fact that the Rockets are the worst team in the league, actually, you know, that, that honor belongs to the Pistons and the magic, but the Rockets are the third worst team in the, in West, the league. For sure, yeah. They're the worst in, in the West, yeah. that That's probably not helping. You know, we've mentioned this countless times that these are uber-athletic people that obviously they don't want to go out, go in night in and night out just to lose games. And that obviously, you know, it reached a certain point of frustration. Uh, at least that's what I can tell with Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, with Christian Wood, I'm a little bit more disappointed because like you said, the Houston Rockets are a very young team, but you know this is where you. This is a great opportunity for young players like Christian Wood, who's what he's still not. He's not even like twenty five, is he? He's yeah, he's not he's super like old. Early twenties compared to that team, you know. Yeah. I guess he's a little bit more of a presence being in the league, but still a young player. But this is a great opportunity for him to make a name for himself, right? For other teams to go and say like, well, if the Rockets are not contenders. And, you know, they, they have whatever project they got going on. Let's look at some pieces to trade. This is a great opportunity for players like Christian Wood to potentially get moved to a better opportunity or, you know, to establish themselves as the leaders of the team, right, for the future mm-hmm. and sort of secure their, their, their spot with the team. So definitely 
disappointed, especially if it was something related to missing a COVID test, which, you know, for these guys, it should be a routine at this point. Every day, or at least before, I'm assuming it's either every day or before every game. But yeah, like you said, it's a pretty frequent basis that they get tested. So, uh, and again, things happen, you know, I don't know the specifics of why he missed it. You know, uh, obviously internally, they, they know that as well too, but it happens, you know, and I'm it coach did the right decision, I'm sure by obviously kind of putting him on the bench to start the game as well too. But, uh, you know, taking it a step further as a player to refuse to go into the game or kind of not want to go in from that, that's a little bit of a, you know, a, a different challenge, you know, and I'm not sure how some of the teammates may react to that. Yeah, and, and let's not forget that they also have the, I wouldn't say burden, but, you know, I don't know what's the situation with John Wall anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of people forget about that. Who knows whether he'll be back with the Rockets, if they're, if, if there's any intention of trading him and, and get something back. Who knows? So the Rockets are, are definitely in a messy situation. Uh, and, yeah, I don't think anything else to add to these guys. Well, the, the good things for the Houston Rockets, it's a new year and the, the wise saying new year, yes. new me. So hopefully for the Houston Rockets, new me. So onwards and upwards here. The Rockets manifest some wins this year and or more losses. If that's what you want, if that's what's going to get you that that position that you want in the draft, even though the odds are now leveled at you know, the last three teams. Uh, but manifest whatever you want, Rockets. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, in, you know, some not so good news. So thank you, Blake. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to, well, I was, yeah, no, this is still not great news. Uh, Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat, he went out the other day with an ankle injury and he's, he was ruled out for the uh, Heat versus Blazers game. The injury happened against the, the Indiana Pacers, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this is just as soon or it comes a few games after Jimmy Butler just came back from a previous injury. So not great for the Heat. And obviously your resident Heat expert, Blake, how, what does this mean for the Heat? How do you feel about it as a fan? Uh, uh, definitely heartbroken. You know, uh, obviously, you know, representing Miami Heat today as well, too, with the wonderful yeah, yeah. Vice City uh, D-Wade shirt here. But uh yeah just heartbroken you know i feel bad for uh jimmy butler especially you know this is he's already missed 15 games this this season uh because of injury so i mean when you're looking at barely even 40 games being played i mean that's obviously almost half of the season just through injuries and both being ankle and then he also had that tailbone injury as well too so he's had a recurring ankle problems you know throughout this season so i believe he missed three games back in november and then one game when he was against the i believe the spurs he ended up spraining it, uh, kind of injuring it again as well, too. So, um, yeah, feel, feel bad for that as well, too. And, and for the Heat, he is the heart and soul of our team. Yeah, or I say our as in just being a Heat fan, but he is yeah. the heart and soul of the Heat team overall. You know, he's the one that helps drive it, gives that energy as well, too. He's got a great leadership presence as well. So they need him in order to really compete in the East. You know, I think I'm not saying this injury is going to keep uh, Jimmy Butler at long. I think the last thing I looked at, they're going to be doing an MRI just to kind of do some further checks on as well, too. Uh, Eric Spolster actually came out and said that Jimmy Butler said he feels fine, which doesn't surprise me because Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that I feel like if he's banged up, he'll still get out there and go if he can. So, but it's at least promising to hear that, um, you know, as well, too. So I'm hoping, you know, I think many people that it will just be a week, maybe a two weeks, just depending on the severity of the sprain through there as well, too, but uh, can come back soon. But without him, 
you know, if it's for some reason ever an extended presence, he can still make the playoffs, but they can't make a run without Jimmy Butler. They definitely need him. I was just going to say, they, obviously, obviously, Jimmy Butler is a huge part of the Heat, like you mentioned, uh, but the, the Heat are doing okay. You know, they are. Despite all the injuries, despite, you know, all, all the shortcomings in terms of, you know, between uh, COVID cases and injuries with Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, even uh, Kyle Lowry has been away for a few games. The Heat are still in a pretty good position in the East. And, you know, they can still go up in the seedings. Even if they go down a couple spots, it, I don't think it would be the end of the world as long as the team is healthy come the playoffs time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you said it very well. They've performed great, even with some of those injuries, you know, Bam Adebayo, as you said, he's been out for quite an extended period right now. Hopefully he comes back soon uh, as well too. Definitely needed Tower hero, my vote mid season for uh six man of the year. He has been incredible <laughs> off the bench as well too. So uh, Duncan Robinson still performing quite at a high level as well too. So yeah, hopefully he comes back soon, Jimmy Butler, but yeah, I hate to see just the continuing recurring injuries and, as all of us being basketball lovers are, I'm sure you've also had your fair share, Rod, of, of sprained ankles, twisting ankles, you know, just landing oh, on God, it wrong. Yeah. And man, those things just keep coming left and right. So, uh, you know, definitely not a fun experience. So hopefully definitely gets better soon. Ah, uh, that and, and jam fingers. Oh my God. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's hard to determine like which one's worse throughout that too. And, you know, I think even like, you remember Stephen Curry early in his career, all the ankle injuries he kept having as yeah, well too. Yeah, but, yeah. Thankfully, and, and many people were like, oh, is this going to change? Not to deviate from, from uh, the subject here, Jimmy <laughs> Butler, but many people were always like, is this going to be a recurring issue? You know, can he always compete because he's constantly getting hurt? But thankfully overcame that. So again, hopefully this is a minor one for Butler. Here's to a speedy recovery for Jimmy Butler because we do want to see him back in the heat and competing. And, you know, I, I do see the heat getting into the, obviously, without question, getting into the playoffs and, and making a run. Why not? It, it's the East after all, so... Uh, anyone can come out of the East, honestly. Anything's I, possible in the yeah. East. All righty. Well, after bringing you all that ray of sunshine, dear listeners and viewers, uh, let's move on to something actually exciting, something that you guys have asked for, and we're going to make it a recurring thing because it is great, and I enjoyed it the first time, so here it is for the second time. It is Blake's Power Rankings, the first one of 2022. Blake, take it away. Oh, I am so happy for this ride. Thank you very much. And thank you to the listeners as well, too. We're glad you've enjoyed this segment. And hopefully we would love to hear your, uh, you know, power rankings as well, too, to see where you feel. But for me, Rod, 2022, what an exciting year ahead. And hopefully for many teams, but coming into the second half of the season, as we get kind of ready for that, uh, almost second half, I should say, my top five power rankings. I'm going to go from five to one here. So coming in at number five. The defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, are number five in my power rankings for 2022. A team that maybe we're not, many people don't talk about right now, you know, headlines wise, obviously the Lakers are are within the headlines at at various (laughs) times as well too, for for different reasons, but obviously the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie, but not a lot of love is coming towards the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're a team that right now is third place in the Eastern Conference. They've been playing very well lately as well too. They run a six game win streak before uh, they recently lost as well too. Their current record is 25 and 14. And anytime you have Giannis, you have a wonderful opportunity. They have their team together. Chris Middleton back from injury. He's been playing as well too. So they have that great cohesiveness. So Milwaukee Bucks for me, number five. 
isn't that a good thing that you know as defending champs that the media is not all over your business i, I would say that's probably a blessing more, oh, more so than a curse you know i i keep thinking about other champions where and other teams that obviously get a bit more media attention uh, i think this is a good thing for the for the bucks because yeah they had a rough start and people were starting to look into like well is this a championship hangover they, they've turned the ship around a little bit and you know they're they're now slowly but steady correcting their course but i think you know they're like yeah you no know, go talk about curry go talk about russell westbrook like just don't bother us let us do our thing yeah i mean that's what you want that's what you hope for or at least as many times as a, as a player in an organization i mean obviously you want the attention you want the media not when it's negative by any means so yeah <laughs> this is a good thing for the bucks right now and i definitely see big things for them moving forward moving into number four rod here we go the brooklyn nets Staying in the Eastern Conference okay. here, number four. So you, okay. you're going to see a little bit of surprising things. As I, go I am a little bit shocked. So please carry on. Happy to. I, I expected that as well. So, but hear me out here, Rod. The Brooklyn Nets, they are the second best team right now within the Eastern Conference as well, too. And again, looking at 2022 as a whole through here, Kevin Durant, arguably may be the front runner right now for the MVP conversation. Many players well-deserving, but he is playing incredible basketball. He leads the NBA right now in points per game, almost 30 overall as well, too. Obviously, James Harden still a great player, averaging 22 points per game. And now we're getting ready to see the return of Kyrie Irving. And that is going to be interesting. You know, coming in, now going to be playing on uh, road games. Uh, so, you know, kind of half the games throughout the remainder of the season, essentially. So, I'm personally curious to see how that dynamic fits into that as well, too. But the reason I have them at number four here for 2022, when they are on, they are on. They are a team that can win a championship. Uh, again, Kevin Durant's, you know, James Harden as a whole as well, too. Pat, Patty Mills, you know, he is playing great basketball, filling in for Kyrie Irving, being the starting point guard, 13 points per game. So if Kyrie can make a difference and if that, Team chemistry blends when he does kind of come back as well, too. They are a team that can definitely make a, a deep run. So that's why I have them at number four. I'm, I see, I follow your logic, and I would not challenge you because you are the power rankings expert. I am just surprised that you have them at number four for 2022 because they lost their last three games against, you know, the, the Sixers, I would say, are right where right now their toughest opponent. They lost against the Clippers, and the Clippers are eighth in the West. And the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies are having a great season so far. They're arguably overperforming, uh, but I, I was surprised that you know you, you went with them at number four. I but know it, it. It makes sense. Your logic makes sense, especially looking towards the outlook. And I think that's yeah. for me what really stands out through that too, and and just seeing that kind of team come together. So. They do have the fifth best record right now in the NBA, but I think that they could make a deep run potentially in the playoffs, especially going to the Eastern Conference Finals is what I predict for them. We'll see next power rankings where the, where the Nets are. We'll Although I wouldn't be they, surprised if they stick in the, you know, the top five. Let's see how they shift through there. Yeah. Moving into number three, moving to the opposite side of the conferences, going to the Western Conference here, number three, the Utah Jazz a team that I have brought up in a previous episode here that does not get enough love. Many <laughs> people don't talk about the Utah Jazz. You know, maybe it's because they're in Utah, they're in Salt Lake City. There's not a lot of media similar to the Bucks throughout that as well, too. Maybe that's a good thing. But 
the Utah Jazz are an amazing team. They play so well together. Unfortunately, I don't get to see a lot of their games because they come on being on the Eastern coast right here. Their games come on 1030 at time or usually uh, for that. So usually almost my bedtime, but I do get to see some glimpses through there too, but they are a great team. Donovan Mitchell continues to play very well. Rudy Gobert, some may say is the early front runner for defensive player of the year. No, uh, he is not. And I will challenge you about that. Uh, Rudy Gobert is not the best defensive player in the NBA. He is having an incredible defensive season. He oh is. Oh my God, no. I, I uh, know that's. Uh, oh, Blake, I, this is going to be the first argument you and I get into, man. Uh, I, I, will, I will go strong for the Rudy Gobert train here. Oh, no, I, I, there's a stop coming up, and I suggest that you get off the train before it crashes and burns. Ooh, just it get, it, is, this, is this Speed, the movie Speed, where Keanu Reeves, I just need to pull that thing, <laughs> just get, get off that train right there? It is Back to the Future 3, where Doc and Marty had to get that train at 88 miles per hour. It was so bad that it, it is, a, Rudy Gobert is, the, is Back to the Future 3. It is that train. It should have never happened. He's playing amazing defensively. He is, I, I believe if I, if, and you can double check me on this, if you'd like as well, right? If I, if I'm correct, I think he's averaging a little bit over two blocks per game. Uh, I think he's leading the NBA in blocks per game right now at the moment as well, too. He's leading the NBA in rebounds per game. He is playing great defensively as well, too. So I'm on, I will say Draymond Green, a little bit of a dark horse for me from defensive player as well, too, but I still have Rudy Gobert. Actually, uh, Miles Turner is leading the NBA. Miles Turner is Believe Gobert. It or not. Believe it or okay, not. there we go. Gobert is he, is he? I think he's he might be top five though, if I remember correctly. Uh, he is at number. Let's see, number one in uh, defensive leaders uh, mm-hmm. for rebounds. Sorry, uh, at fifteen point one, and then Jokic at fourteen. He's number two in blocks, which yeah, you know, top five, top three for that matter. But it's just so, uh, my problem is with his narrative. Okay. I, I'm not saying he's not a good defender. Mm-hmm. He is a good defender because otherwise, you know, it wouldn't make sense to have him as a starting center and for, to have him in the, in the game for so long. He knows how to stay away from foul trouble, which for a center is, is huge, right? You yeah. need your, one of your best defensive pieces to stay out of foul trouble, meaning that he knows how to defend. But if you're battling against other great players like Nikola Jokic, the other, like in their game against Denver, uh, there, there was an instance where I can't remember who came out to help out uh, Rudy Gobert versus Jokic for double team. And mm-hmm. then Gobert said, no, I got it. And then Jokic scored and he said, brother, I have 47. So this also, not to take away from Nikola Jokic, yep. he's a fantastic player you know he's the mvp and it's just that oh my god how can you be the best defensive on the player in the nba when other players are having a field day with you and he doesn't guard the stars from the other teams either so i i I will i will agree on that part i I will say his narrative at times is definitely a bit unusual, uh, to say the least, you know, obviously, especially with, you know, kind of looking at that example that you gave with, with Jokic as well, too, you know, you definitely want to kind of get that added support, you know, kind of be willing to accept that as well, too, not always kind of take it on. I think he's always been the person that really wants to do things on his own at times or, or just feels that he can, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad teammate by any means uh, of the stretch throughout that as well, too. But I think that just having 
again, defensively, some of the difference that he can make, especially with his long reach that he has as well too. some of the, the uh, defensive uh, kind of stops that he has made at times, I would kind of put him at the front runner right now. I'd be curious to see where it happens towards the end of the season though, throughout that too. But I do have him at the moment, number one for me going into defensive player of the year. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think this is one of those things. Like I, I was also in disagreement when Dwight Howard won uh, defensive player of the year three times in a row. I hated oh, yeah. it. I yeah, hated that it. was, yeah. But looking back, I'm like, ah, maybe I just didn't know how to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it might be that the case with Gobert. So I'll let, uh, you know, 35, 36 year old Rod uh, worry about this and say like, <laughs> well, we just, you know, 33 year old Rod just didn't appreciate Gobert enough. Go back and look at it retrospect, see how yeah. it was through there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I totally hijacked the power rank. No, I, just... I, I love it. I mean, I'm curious. And let's see what happens with Gobert as well, too. You know, Caesar's Palace. Let's see the odds. Let's see the, you know, what the statistics are like <laughs> uh, from, from the voting through that as well, too. So, uh, but Utah Jazz, again, number three uh, that I have. Again, playing great basketball overall. Uh, third best record in the NBA at 27 and 10. Moving into my top two, Rod. Number two, probably yeah. no surprise, but the Phoenix Suns in yeah. wonderful, sunny Arizona. Who can argue with the Phoenix Suns playing amazing basketball right now? Second best record overall in the NBA. Uh, they are at 29 and eight right now on the season. They had a win early on in the season against the Golden State Warriors, who do have the best record right now. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, man, does that dude ever age? I feel like he just always continues to ball out. Like he is someone that you know, looks like he has an age a day, you know, great uh, within that too. I hope I can be the same, you know, as I, as I get older as well too, but playing amazing basketball, he leads the NBA right now in assist. And I love the way that the Phoenix Suns play similar to the Bulls. You talked about earlier, they're a fun team to watch overall Devin Booker, you know, still playing great basketball as well. Uh, you know, Deandre Ayton averaging a double double for them too. So they are a great team and they're someone that Personally, I think we'll go to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I do think they have the potential to, you know, repeat and go back to the NBA Finals again as well, too. But I do think that they will make the Western Conference Finals. And I think this wonderful play that they've had early on this season will continue into 2022 as well. Chris Paul, to me, has an amazing story arc. From, you know, extremely talented player in a crappy team in you know, the, the New Orleans Charlotte teams, then yep. to sort of uh, whiny, evil, uh, not a great teammate, Chris Paul with the Clippers and slightly with the Rockets. And they completely turned around when he went to Oklahoma and he became this veteran mentor who, like you said, doesn't age a day, you know, point God, uh, the closest story arc that I can think of is if you've ever watched uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Prince Zuko, I haven't seen it all, but great. Prince Zuko had an amazing story arc from villain to superhero. That's that's Chris Paul. Chris Paul is Prince Zuko and his uh, redemption story. Oh, I love that analogy right there as well, too. And very well fitting as well, too. You know, the never aging Chris Paul. So, yeah. uh, you know, what a leader he's been for that team as well, too. I mean, you see the difference he's made since he came to Phoenix, you know, I mean, they were a team that, you know, for a while we're in the, 
you know, the, the bottom dwellers uh, of the Western conference or the NBA overall. And then they had that amazing kind of NBA bubble kind of playoff, almost playoff run uh, yeah. to try to get to the playoffs uh, without, obviously that was right before Chris Paul came. And then he obviously came to the next year and then look at the difference they've made. And again, I'm not saying he's the, the difference maker, but he's made a big jump from that too. So Phoenix Suns for me coming in at number two in the power rankings for this upcoming fair year. Enough. Yeah, fair enough. And number one. Moving into the top one right here, probably no surprise to anyone, but the Golden State Warriors, number uh, one in my 2015 power all over again, man. It like, is coming through. That's, that's how I know it's like Groundhog Day all over again. It feels like 2015. Warriors fans are coming out of their caves and they're again saying like, oh, look at us, we're underrated, blah, 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 blah. blah. I hate you, Warriors fans. I hate you. <laughs> Rod is like Bill Murray, relive and relive in the moments for yes. Groundhog Day. Sadly, yes. <laughs> I love the movie reference today. This is this is fantastic. As I've well been watching too, a so. lot of movies, as you can tell. Oh, and right, cartoons, I, and cartoons. I'm, I'm with you on that. Netflix has been my, my jam for a while now. So, <laughs> but but number one, the Golden State Warriors. They obviously have been the best team record-wise. You know, throughout the first part of the season up until almost now, as we get ready for the All Star break coming up next month in February, and playing great basketball. Stephen Curry obviously has been amazing. You know, we all know obviously seeing him break the all-time three-point uh, kind of record uh, last month as well too. Clay Thompson, one of my favorite upcoming stories that I can't yeah. wait as he gets ready to make his return. He's expected to come back uh, with their filling potentially this upcoming Sunday, actually, as they play yes, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm excited. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, so happy. I mean, a long time coming. So I think everyone feels for Clay Thompson. It's been about two years now since we've really seen him be able to play and um, just a difference that he can make. And if you think about that team, again, they're already an amazing team as it is, but you know, Jordan Poole has played fantastic. He's having a career year. He's been the starting shooting guard for them so far, uh, averaging almost 20 points per game uh, throughout that. Andrew Rick Wiggins, not many people. Are, I mean, I saw it uh, obviously on ESPN. They had an article about him today, just kind of some of the things that he's been doing, but not many people are talking about his game. He's averaging 19 a game. It's been a great spark for them at a small forward position. So, um, so with Clay coming back as well too, and Steve Kerr's already said when Clay's back, He's the starting shooting guard there. He's, he's not bringing him off the bench as well, too. So uh, having Jordan Poole coming off throughout that as well. So I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to be the best team throughout 2022. Can you give me one second, Blake? Oh, absolutely. I'm right. so sorry. No, absolutely through that. But yeah, for, for our listeners throughout that, I, I do believe that the Golden State Warriors are going to continue this fantastic trend that they are having as well, too. And they're a hard team to beat. Again, Draymond Green, probably someone that many people aren't, you know, don't talk about enough for MVP conversation. You know, Quinn Snyder, the coach of the Utah Jazz, kind of came out in the past week and even said that Draymond for him is someone that should be talked about in some of that discussion. He doesn't have gaudy stats like Kevin Durant, you know, leading the NBA in points per game, but he's averaging almost a triple double per game. So, you know, Draymond's always been kind of a good leader for them. I, I am so sorry there, Blake. Uh, I'm not even going to edit this out because my dad just walked into my room or what used to be my room. He said, I'm going to take a walk. And I was like, okay, dad. Okay. So uh, the nice. blessings of being at home. Your, your dad is, is made a, a grand appearance when people watch our video. He's in the background there. If, he's made if an you see a shadow, is that a poltergeist? That was my oh, father. I, I saw him there. There we go. I, I just saw something approaching me from the back. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Uh, that's oh, I love it. I just want to say that 
excited about Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, we've been looking forward to his return for I don't know how long anymore. Uh, yes, it's annoying to see Warriors fans being so vocal again, but it's fun. You know, the, the Warriors are one of those teams that I hate to love, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't get upset at them as much as I want to. It's just fun to see them playing. You have players like Gary Payton, the second, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, that do the little things. And every other night, you know, they do something different to contribute. Uh, Draymond Green, he's sort of back to his 2015, 16 self. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. well, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players ever. And now Absolutely. to see, uh, you mentioned Andrew Wiggins. Yes, a completely underrated case probably in conversations for most improved player, I would say. No, uh, absolutely. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get it because I don't yeah. think his contribution has been as palpable, but he should be in that conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so excited about the Warriors. I sort of begrudgingly congratulate all Warriors fans out there. Um, uh, I just don't enjoy reading you guys on Twitter, but I guess that makes things more fun. There we go. And I, and I will say, I enjoy going through that top five, but I'm going to go ahead and say this preemptively in advance right now too. I apologize, or I shouldn't say I apologize, but I'm going to go ahead and say this to the Chicago Bulls fans out there. Yes, I did leave them out of my top five rankings for 2022. <laughs> Please do oh, not yeah, hate yeah. on me too much for leaving that out. And no, I'm not discrediting the amazing performance that they have. Yes, they are number one right now in the Eastern Conference. But if I look at 2022 again, personally from a lens, when it comes playoff time and when it comes rest of the season, if the Chicago Bulls play the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks. If the Chicago oh, Bulls play the okay, if the Chicago okay. Bulls play the Brooklyn Nets, I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets. Again, oh. I'm not saying that I'm not saying the Bulls are a bad team, but that is part of the reason why I do have those two <laughs> Eastern Conference teams above them in my power rankings as well, too. So yes, love to the Chicago Bulls, but please do not hate on me too much, fans, for that. I'm not saying the Bulls are bad, but you wouldn't be able to beat these two teams, by the way. Exactly. Of the bad, yeah. <laughs> they will not do it. That's, I'm saying that now. All I'm going to say is that you left out the two teams with the longest winning, with the longest active winning streaks. Like the Bulls, uh, they have won their last eight games. And the Grizzlies, they have won their last six. So Dude, I do like the Grizzlies. John Morant's uh, been fantastic. Dear fans of the Grizzlies and the Bulls, uh, DM me to... Uh, if you want to get in touch with Blake, I'll be happy to send you his contact. Uh, WhatsApp, uh, Instagram, Twitter, just just DM me. I'll, I'll be happy to share it. If anybody sends anything to me in mail, I, I will gladly accept a jersey. I will gladly accept Mirror Blue, but please don't send any hate mail, you know, throughout that. So. Uh, let, let's not disclose that information. Better not to. All righty. Uh, that was Blake's power rankings for January 2022. I don't know how often you want to do this, Blake, but I can't wait for the next edition of the Power Rankings. Um, it makes for a really fun conversation. Looking forward to it. All right. We're coming to our last topic of today's agenda. Like I mentioned, and as you probably heard me speaking briefly there in Spanish, uh, I'm still at my parents' house in Mexico City. Blake, you were coming back and forth to your... Uh, well, I'm assuming you went to your childhood home I did, Um, yes. And, you know, as I'm rummaging through all the crap that I left my parents and they have to deal with that now, uh, I've unearthed some treasures and I was just curious to learn. And uh, I'm sad that Raf is not here because he's in Brazil still and he probably would have had some treasures there as well. Oh, I'm sure he would have, absolutely. But I'm curious to know, Blake, what is the most 
slash best slash most random, most exciting object, basketball object that you left at your parents' place. Ooh. And see, this and it is can be more a, than one. It can be more oh, than one. And this is such a it's such a great thing to ask too, because like every one of us, we're we're all all of us are 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 guilty of knowing we've left stuff back home with our family at, at different times. 100%. And you know, you go back home, you're going through your closets, your old closets, you're going through storage units, like, whoa, I forgot all about this, or I can't believe I left this here. So we all have those unique items. And for me, like when I try to think about that as well, too, there's two things to me that pop up in my mind that really stick out that I know is still at my family's home right now. And I need to bring it here as I go through those. But the first one, I'm going to give you real quick, the most random, and then I'll go with what I think for me is the most best, but one that is the most random. And it's also one I cherish to be honest as well, too. But at my family's house, somewhere in the wonderful storage unit that they, that they have there too. And for sales, Kentucky, shout out for sales, uh, is a, some trophies for when I used to play uh, church basketball. Uh, believe it or not, Rodrigo, uh, I used to actually be in a church basketball league uh, okay. back growing up both in middle school, actually in high school as well, too, and uh, got some wonderful trophies uh, during that season or a couple of seasons there as well, too. So nice. uh, some great cherished moments, especially 2008. We finished third uh, throughout that season as well, too. I somehow was third in scoring throughout that season as well, too. Ooh, so uh, okay, not, to, okay, not to brag on myself by any humble brag, means, humble brag. That, that, that was a happy moment for me and, and, and great, yeah. great, great friends, you know, uh, great friends, great coach uh, as well, too. So love that team. Uh, but yeah, those trophies are there. And those are ones that like, you know, they're kind of like the generic trophies you can see, you can pick up as well, too. But they like had a, like our, our team name on it and everything. So uh, I cherish that. But that's probably like a random one that is definitely kind of stuck away there in storage. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I think Pistol Pete used to play in church basketball leagues as well. So you, did not you know, know that, actually. I think so. Maybe later in his life, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely remember that random fact from Pistol Pete. So maybe we'll have to call you. I don't know. Uh, I don't, Pistol Blake sounds kind of aggressive, actually. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to work, workshop it. Um, oh, right, Rifle Blake, I don't, I don't know. Give me, give me another week, and I'll come up with something. Give it, hey, absolutely. Yeah. Feel, feel free through there too. But a uh, great fact too. Didn't know that about Pistol Pete. So, uh, but that's definitely probably my most random. And then the most best for me too. The last one I, I'm going to briefly mention here as well is actually a kind of a, several, but all in the same item is actually my Michael Jordan basketball card. So uh, I know you and I have talked about, uh, you know, trading cards a lot over WhatsApp and conversations through this as well, too. Actually have a nice little uh, box unopened right yeah, here behind me wait. as well, too. So looking forward to unboxing that bad boy. Uh, but I, again, uh, like many people, I'm sure I collected, you know, trading cards growing up quite a bit, basketball, especially that was kind of the ones I had the most of and especially in the nineties and going into early two thousands, when I used to kind of get older ones as well, I, I collected a lot of Chicago bulls because they were actually my first favorite team growing up. Uh, I remember watching the 1997 NBA finals, uh, throughout that as well too. But, um, I had a few Michael Jordan. So in one, I remember actually going to like a mall, you know, you know, and you go to the mall and then you have people that are like selling, you know, trading cards or different things, or at least they used to. So you can like see ones that were maybe like better ones, quote unquote, or, or, or things. And I remember this is probably like 2001, maybe. So I was, yeah, I was 11 at that time. And I remember uh, my parents took me and there was like this Michael Jordan card that I, I was like, oh, this looks cool. Because as a kid, you just go for the looks pretty much. You know, you don't pay attention to like, 
you know, well, you do a little bit the player, but you know, you, the, the brand or anything like that. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. It had like a, the shiny, you know, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say holographic, but you know, it had that appeal to it. And, uh, at the time it was $50, 50 us dollars, uh, for that one card. And so my, my parents, you know, uh, love them to death. They were like, sure. And, you know, they, they bought that for me and I cherish that card. And again, that was $50 in 2001. So I'm curious to go back and grab that one card and be like, man, what's the value of this one now? Cause I would still keep yeah. it. I'm not going to get rid of it. Cause it's great memory, but you know, I'm, I'm curious. So those are probably the best kind of item basketball related. That's that I do have at my family's home. We'll, uh, we'll have to send it uh, to, uh, what's that? Is it, um, it's the name of the company. It's, it's, uh, so there's, on it. I think there's, there's Beckett. Yeah, they're degrading. Beckett, yeah, there's, yeah, there's Beckett, one. and then there's one, it's a PS, PSA. Uh, PSA. PSA, there we go. Yeah. Yep. I think it's PSA. Uh, so you get in a nice little slab, but mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about cars, not because I don't want to talk about it, but you know, we'll, we have some nice content planned for the next few weeks, months that are just related to cards. But one thing that I'm going to say related to cards is that getting them graded is stupidly expensive. Oh, I think it should ridiculous. be a lot more affordable and accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to send in, like, I think sending one card is, is not even worth it. You, you have to send like 10 cards or you, they won't even grade just one, like these mm. companies. So I don't know, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's the amateur collector in me that, you know, cherishes it more for the player or the memory or whatever rather than the actual value of the card but i think it's just kind of kind of stupid how expensive you know getting something graded is it's yeah it's ridiculous and i think they're even so more now trying to take advantage of the boom that is the trading card industry also as well, too, you know because people yeah. are trying to get those tens those 9.5s you know being graded so yeah. yeah it's it's crazy those are awesome objects blake uh, thank you so much for sharing them. I, you know, whenever you get a chance, we need to see a photo of that card. Oh, absolutely. When I go back home next time, I'm going to storage. I'm getting that card. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That sounds awesome. I have, I have three objects that I want to share with you, Blake. Are you Ooh, ready? I'm excited. Oh, you have them physically there. I Ooh. have them. Yeah. I oh, will get man. rid of them. Tomorrow, oh, that's awesome. But this, that's why I wanted to include them in today's agenda because they're going out tomorrow. Actually two of them, uh, one of them, I'm keeping them, but I'm even going to unblur my background here. So oh, number I'm one, so and this is this is random. Um, I I got late in later in my life in, into basketball. I was like around 12, 13. So not like most kids that you know when you're five, six. So more of a, as a teenager. And then I found there was uh, I didn't know about Slam Magazine, but we had an equivalent here in Mexico City. Here, I think it was it went out to the entire country, but it called Viva Basket. Viva basket, uh, okay. That was our slam, and I bought it every month. I think my parents even got me a subscription. And just like slam, it came with a poster. Now, the cool thing after I learned about slam and their posters was that the posters for slam were just like what, like a, not even legal paper. It was like an A4 probably mm -hmm. size. Okay. But check this out for Viva basket posters. Whoa, look at that. It's, so That's Steve this is, Nash. No, hold on. This oh, is uh, Eduardo oh, no. from his Mavericks. Oh, it, it looked like Steve Nash like for a brief and moment. It's got Manu Ginobili there in the background. And this is Manu with hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm describing this a visual for all you listeners, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make sure I'll upload photos of this. Uh, and it's also got Tim Duncan. But I love that Eduardo Nahara is sort of like, you know, it almost looks like he's, he's the focus. posterizing yeah. these guys. 
And obviously, I was a huge fan of Eduardo Najera. Uh, you have his jersey as well? I have his jersey. So I think I'm going to actually, I was going to throw it away. But as I, the more I talk about it, I think I'm going to keep it. I'm going to take it with me back to Canada. And I'm going to DM Eduardo Najera and see if he can sign this for me. Because oh, I don't think there are be- many of these still out there. I would, yeah, I assume that's that's probably one of few that that are still out there. And what a great, that's a great item as well too. And I love his facial expression as he's getting ready so to blow intense. up. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and what a great player too. So that's a, that's an awesome one. I love that one. Shout out to Eddie Energy. And I had I don't know how many posters in my here in my room, and they were massive. Like, yeah, you just saw the size. I, I can't even. I don't even know. They're like a meter tall. Um, okay it's it's a pretty big poster so and shout out to viva basket they don't do magazines anymore they have a website um would love to learn more about their their story and see if uh i don't know they, they would come on the show but yeah absolutely moving on to this is completely random my uh other random object and it's this um you're gonna have to help me describe this because it's like a a wooden cutout Ooh. Yeah, it looks. Uh, yeah, do you care to turn it to the side? I'm just trying to see how how, how thick it is, like in the back. Uh, right there. Okay, yeah. It's like an it's inch. Like a, yeah, yeah. So, it looks kind of like a wooden little. Uh, I wouldn't say plaque is necessarily the right word as well, too. But you know, you kind of it kind of looks like a mini trophy this design. Kind of you got the base at the bottom and the yeah. wonderful basketball on top. So it's a, a wooden cutout of the LA Lakers. Uh, from the early 2000s when they won, you know, the three-peat, 2000, 2001, 2002. Um, I didn't buy this. This was a gift. Uh, my parent has some relatives in that live in LA. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, Monterey, California, not LA. Um, oh, my wife and, used to live there. Oh, really? That, that's it's, a random. Yeah, I, I think I have, I have like distant family there, possibly. <laughs> I haven't seen them in decades. Uh, and they're from my dad's side. Uh, it's one of his cousins, my Aunt Gloria, who I think, I, I, I actually I don't know if she's still alive, but her husband, my uncle Everett, he spoke Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. This tall, big gentleman. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to LA uh, on a family vacation in two thousand and I want to say sixteen, probably. Okay. Um, uh, I think it was sixteen. Yeah. And we obviously, my dad wanted to see this distant relative that he hadn't seen in ages. Uh, and they started talking about, you know, oh, how old is your kid, blah, blah, blah. And my dad dropped the fact that I like basketball. We went there in the summer, so I knew we were going, you know, the Lakers, it was the offseason. We wouldn't be able to see them. And so mm-hmm. my my uncle, Everett, who rest in peace, uh, when we saw him, he's like, I have a gift for you. And then he gave me this. And I was honestly, I was speechless. I was just like, I, I don't know what to say. This is awesome. And that is awesome. The, I was going to get rid of it. And now I'm talking myself out of getting rid of it because, uh, yeah, just good memories. And yeah, I don't know if he made it. I can't remember if he made it. I don't think so. I think he got it made. But uh, yeah, just. Yeah. What a cool. And again, for our listeners that uh, it may not be seeing it or through it. So, yeah, it has three peat on it. So it's got yeah. obviously 2000, 2001, 2002, the Lakers uh, kind of logo or name right there sort on the, the middle of the basketball. With, you know, yeah, the, the, the Lakers, the letters of the Lakers that are kind of, have, they have that rush effect of speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty that well made. Really, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a cool memory. That's a good one. I'm keeping it. <laughs> uh, there we go. Talked himself out of it. Last, certainly not least, and this is, the, this I, I knew part of my trip or the purpose of my trip was to mm-hmm. come and retrieve it. 
because I need to Uh-oh. take it back with me. It is what I think. I mean, it is a signed basketball. It, it never came with uh, uh, a certificate of authenticity, but you know, it is just most of the memories, but mm-hmm. this is basketball and it has two signatures. One is okay. Larry Bird. I don't know if you can Whoa. see it there. Whoa. And the other Larry, one is Larry Legend himself. Larry Legend. And the other one is, and you can see for your listeners and, and you know, time has taken its toll on this basketball. Uh, I just need to clean it up very well, but the signature is still legible, quite legible. Yeah. And the other signature on the other panel is no other than Magic Johnson. Whoa, Rod. So I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to say it, but I was like, there's no way he has Larry Bird and Magic Johnson that are involved. But you do. What? I, that is awesome. Now, I don't know. This is a gift from uh, uh, my, my first sort of like real coach uh, in, through grades. Uh, oh, what is it? Seventh through ninth. And then we became really good friends. Uh, he became sort of like, you know, my my mentor in basketball. I would always go to him. Uh, he believed in me all this time. He passed away a few years ago. And mm. that's one of the last gifts that he gave me. So I've always kept it. Uh, an yeah. amazing memory. He knew that I, Magic Johnson was my favorite player. And it's because of him. He, you know, when I started playing, he gave me these VHS tapes of Magic Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I speak, I see that I'm getting very, very dark. So I'm going to continue talking and turn on the light. Um, so it was a very cool memory. At that yeah. point, I was like, at that time, I knew that I thought it, they were for real. I don't know if, you know, I thought that Magic Johnson and Larry Bird signed this basketball. Yeah. I think it's one of those memorabilia items that you get online where obviously mm. it's a replica. Um, I don't think that they physically signed it. I don't know. I think that just based on, on how things work, the, the signatures would have faded. Yep. Um, but I'm keeping it because oh, yeah. I even mean, if it's just a, a replica item, um, mm-hmm. it's just cool to have a basketball signed by two legends. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, to just uh, the memory with it too, like you said, yeah. you know, your, your former coach gave it to you, someone that, you know, uh, was a very influential person in your, in your personal life as well, too. It seems like an, an awesome, uh, you know, man in himself as well, too. So really cool story just to see that. And obviously being a huge Laker fan as you are and Magic Johnson, especially, and, you know, him and Larry Bird, you know, going back to their college days, their rivalry and, and things too, like, yeah, that's an, that tops the cake. That is, that is a really cool one. Any tips on, I mean, my plan is to just deflate this thing. It's already pretty deflated. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to deflate it as much as I can and then put it on my suitcase. Does that sound uh, doable? Does that sound feasible? I think, I think it's feasible, you know, especially if you don't have like a, you know, uh, like a duffel bag that outside of your normal luggage that you can like carry as a carry on. Cause what I did one time. Yeah, like not for a basketball, but, you know, for your carry on, since you can usually have a backpack and then your own normal carry on, like you can carry like a little duffel bag and put the ball in there. And then, you know, you can put that at the top or not if you don't want to deflate it. Um, so you could do that. You're absolutely right. I mean, huh? that's a, a doy. Well, this comes, I mean, you've I don't know how many miles you've you've traveled, but a lot more than I have. That's that I know because we work in the same industry. We work in the same company, for God's sake. So I know the <laughs> how many trips you've taken, or at least I have an idea. So yeah, I'm surprised I didn't think about that. I don't need to deflate it. I can just take it with me on yeah. on board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put it below you or obviously up top. So yeah, that could work. And those are my three random objects. Oh, um, three good ones. And random slash best. Now I'm obsessed with bothering Eduardo Nahara on social media for him to sign this poster. 
Maybe I'll oh, even I... get, I'll try to, it'll be my life's mission to get Eduardo Nehra, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan to sign this poster for me. It'll be oh, my life man. If, mission. If you get, oh, it's like, if you get that, that that's a, that's something to definitely brag about and to honor right there. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah uh, that'd be good Eduardo Nahara hopefully you know if you're listening we'd love that'd be great to sign that as well too uh it'd be fantastic and again probably one of the few of those posters left uh throughout that too I, I please don't block me Eduardo please por favor no me bloquees Eduardo I, I don't whatever language I'll say it please don't block me I'll, I'll ask nicely <laughs> I'll be I'll be patient I'll wait for my turn uh I'll send you an envelope a prepaid envelope to send it back uh, yeah, that will be my, my new life mission. 2022 goals, getting that poster signed by Eduardo Najera, and then maybe Manu. I think that one's going to be even more challenging. Oh, but that would be amazing in itself, too. That's fantastic. Good items. I love seeing those. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was fun. And yeah, shout out to our parents for uh, storing our, uh, our crap. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a shout out, especially, you know, obviously just holding it all those years because, you know, many parents like, oh, You've left the house, take everything. You know, we need that space. But yeah, love, love to the parents for letting us kind of hold those there. Uh, and also shout out to uh, my old Dwayne Wade Converse shoes. I'm not even yeah. gonna- Yeah, oh, that was so cool. I have a, a sad, uh, so I'm just gonna tell this very quickly. Uh, as I was going through my stuff and my parents are in the process of selling the house. So obviously they're, they're gonna downsize, which makes complete sense. Uh, and they're like, well, see if there's anything else that you want to keep and I was like no there's nothing that I want to keep and here we are about me keeping an old poster uh I found and I thought I'd taken all my basketball shoes or either I donated them or whatever but I found this old pair of Converse Dwayne Wade signature shoes in my closet and I sent you guys on our WhatsApp group photos mm -hmm. um I think and I believe those were his first signature shoes I think um, they were yeah I was so excited I cleaned them you know they they obviously had they were quite scuffed, but I was like, ah, you know, they had a good life. The moment that I wore them to see if they still fit, if I could still wear them, uh, I was tying my, the shoelaces. And yeah. then one of the, the, um, the oh, lace holes just whoop. Oh just man. Broke. And I was oh. like, oh, devastated. No. And I was it's like, so close. well, I guess I can, you know, I can undo that one. And then I'm like, all right, the other side, same thing happened. I'm like, yeah, I just have to go. These sadly mm. have to go. You know, it's, it's all those triple doubles you're putting up, you know, they got the, they got the, they got the miles. Oh man. I wish, I wish those were triple doubles. I, I had my Dwayne Wade look back in the day. I wore hey, there we I go. tights just cause he wore, he was wearing tights. Hey, perfect. I, you know, maybe when you're going up for the layup and the MJ tongue sticking out, you know, uh, you know, back in the memories. Ah, uh, good times, man. I could keep on going up all the basketball crap oh, that I left on my parents' place. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I think this is it for our first episode of 2022. Thank you all for yeah. listening as always. Uh, this was really fun. As always, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars and leave a review. Same thing on Spotify. Make sure that you follow us, that you, you get all, all our latest content uh, wherever you get your podcast. doesn't matter where you, where you listen to them. We are there. I'm pretty sure. And if we're not, let us know and we'll get on the platform. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at dropping.dimes. We'll be back to posting our, you know, on a regular schedule next week because we're still on vacation mode. You know, we, mm -hmm. we also get a break uh, and we're getting back to 5,000 emails and all that. 
Uh, on Twitter at Drop Times Pod, we'll be tweeting a lot more this year. Hashtag resolutions. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to our Instagram page if you don't know how to look for it. Click on the bio, and then there's a link to our YouTube page. Facebook.com slash dropping.times1. Thank you again to that person. Again, I'm not outing you. If anything, I'm happy to have you as part of the Dropping Times family. And if, if you like Blake more than me or Raf better than me, that's fine. That's why we're all here. Shout out to Raf, who's not feeling great. Man, get better. We miss you. It's 2022 and you're already late for our first episode. So get better. We need to have you here. Um, visit our website, www.dropping-times.com. Our email, contact at dropping-times.com. Anything else, Blake? What a fantastic kickoff right here to 2022, Rod. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I personally would love if any of our listeners would like to share with us uh, on some of our posts, just what some of your treasured items might be from your family's uh, wonderful home. I'd love to see those as well, too. And last but certainly not least, Rod, that wonderful uh, listener that kind of made that comment, Ben Tobert. Shout out to Ben. He's actually a friend of mine, and uh, he actually mentioned that he loves you. He loves Raph. He was actually sharing that uh, he's usually a soccer fan or football. So uh, being able to learn about the podcast, because we're friends, we live in the same town, that he's learned a lot more about basketball by now tuning into that as well, too. But he thinks everyone does great. So oh, he was just sharing. I was, honestly, he's, learned ben, a, he's learned a lot of basketball through there. Ben, welcome to the family, man. Not complaining at, at all, at all, at all, at all. If anything, thank you for joining us. We hope you keep enjoying the, the episodes. Uh, no, no hard feelings at all. Did I sound petty? Now I'm concerned. Was that petty? No, not at all. I was just, I was just sharing that Ben was a, he, he is loving listening to and learning more about the I, NBA through that as well too, as he is learning more about the teams and obviously a lot of things going on. So yeah, he's, he's enjoying it. I've had people telling me that, you know, they, they enjoy listening to Raph's takes more than mine and all that. I'm like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's why, you know, we have a little bit of everything. That's what we're dropping. Great flavor. Season. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, Happy New Year again, everyone. Happy 2022. I hope you're writing your date correctly because I hate it when I write the previous year. Uh, keep up those resolutions. Don't give up. And yeah, I think that's it. Until next time, this is the Dropping Dumps crew signing off. Peace, love, basketball. Adios. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 